If you are anything like me, you have had the thought go through your mind before, which is the following. What advantage does my retail business have over the likes of Amazon, Walmart, uh, some of the largest e-commerce retailers around? And if they ever get into my business, what will keep me from going out of business? And I've had these thoughts that have kept me up at night. Do I really want to be pouring my heart and my soul into this retail business when it's inevitable that I eventually go out of business? However, today our guest talks about how retail always has a place in commerce. Retail will always be around, and here's why. He says that e-commerce shoppers go to buy. Retail shoppers go to shop. And he talks about some of the advantages that retailers have over e-commerce stores that we can talk to our customers that come there to shop and not just to buy. We have the ability to put products in their hands, to let them touch and feel certain things. And another thing that retailers have that e-commerce retailers don't particularly have, and that is to create an environment, create an opportunity to create an event for customers to see your location and to interact with your employees. Bob Fibbs and I speak about this opportunity that retailers have to throw events and to throw uh, certain parties and, and, and uh competitions and different things like that inside of your retail store to try to encourage foot traffic. Bob has seen so many different things over the 25 years that he's been into the retail business, and he talks about some of the things that he's seen that is successful. So if you have just started being a listener of this show, perhaps this is your first episode this is actually a two-part series, and uh, episode 94, How to Not Be a Showroom for Amazon, was the first part of this interview. These interviews are not don't have to be listened to in order, that, but I split them up for sake of time. So this is the last part of this interview. This is part two with Bob Fibbs. But um, if you are interested in the first half, you might get a little bit more light shed on uh, this retail champion, uh, Bob Fibbs, and, and get a little bit more insights into how to not be a showroom for Amazon. This, however, is a episode that is talking a little bit more about how to throw events and how to create this retail experience for your customers. I hope you enjoy. Hello and welcome to the Better Business Podcast, the podcast that helps you improve your family-owned retail business. My name is Steve Cook. I'm a third-generation business owner, and with the things I've learned and talk about on the show, I've taken my family's retail business to over $10 million in sales. Now let's get to the show. mentioned earlier about um, the party is in the aisles and I understood what you were saying that is that's where you can interact better with customers and things like that um, but it made me it triggered a, a question in my mind 
One advantage that I've seen with retail or that I think retailers have over anything online is it is hard to have a fun environment or event or anything like that on a virtual space as much as it is with a retail environment. Um, and I felt, I feel like that is one of the leverages that we have as retailers is being able to have events or um, physical locations to pick things up or whatever that might look like. How do you feel about events or what have you seen that is successful in that? I've, I've been struggling with that recently in our business um, of, are they a waste of money? Do they, <laughs> can they be profitable? And, and what is your idea around that? So I was in, uh, yeah, Kaipa. It's in, I think it's you Kaipa up in Washington state many years ago. And it was a, um, hardware distribution company. And they were challenged that, uh, that, you know, it was really hard in the winter to get people to come and do stuff. They're not really doing projects and all this. So they came up with the idea of belt sand race, belt sander races. And you can go online on YouTube and see them now. They've, they've grown. But what a brilliant idea. These guys would go through and they would announce when they were starting it. So they'd say, okay, it's going to be, I think it was like in February or March. So they'd get it and they'd help you trick them out. And they'd do all of the lessons. They'd tell you how to do it and then how to get ready for the track. And the whole point of it was, yeah, I'm sure they sold some more belt race, belt sanders. But the whole point of it was we came to think of your place as fun. And what I also like mm. is it's not a distraction. I mean, you could get cheerleaders in skinny outfits or, and you could get guys in topless, you know, with tuxedos to be handing stuff to get women. You could do a million events, but is that really part of you? What's the event that would be uh, interesting and you know, one of the things I always say to, to people who are struggling with marketing events, just get your crew together and say, what would really ignite our community around what was possible? What do you sure. mean? Oh, we could give, you know, 5% of our th things to homeless. That's not it. What would it be to get us really excited? Like, we're doing this. And I know in a downtown association in Michigan, what they did was uh, their downtown association sponsored a bunch of kids, I guess after you're, uh, you have foster, I guess you age out of foster homes. And so they took a foster, a whatever this is, place where these people go that don't have parents at, at an older age, and put them into job training and put them in the stores and then found a way to give them scholarships. I was like, brilliant. So the whole downtown area is excited about it. They're in the stores. It's not like, oh, poor you. They're lifting people up and giving them hope. That's where all of the mojo for me is in a, in, a, in a retail store. When those partnerships make sense, I think it's great. But when you're just writing a check, I think your goal, you know, I brought uh, Lemonade Day to uh, Greene County. We're the, we're the poorest uh, county in New York State. And it's a process where you uh, go through, I think we did seven to nine-year-olds. There's a little book they get. Uh, it comes out of Houston. That's where I first read about it. And they learn uh, pricing, what it takes, what's your raw materials, how are you going to mark it up? Well, location, you have to get a business to sponsor, be in front of their business on this one Sunday in May. You've got to go through and help. Are you going to do it yourself? You can do more work, but you have to pay them money. You're going to save a third, give a third, and spend a third. I mean, it's an amazing program. And we got 500 kids to go through this lesson and become better uh, consumers, et cetera. 
to me, everybody should be looking. And by the way, they, they're all across the U.S. And yeah, you can do it for sort of charity. But my point was, I wanted something that lifted up the actual community to make these people better. And I think if you can find those events, I just think they resonate, especially after the pandemic. Um, I, I think the more you think about it and the more you brainstorm on it, you're going to find something that's just amazing. And isn't it crazy too? We had a, uh, we, our target demographic is a 40 to 60 year old female has a majority of horse owners is a 40 to 60 year old female. And we were just thinking, we kind of brainstormed just like you're saying, what could we do that would be fun for a 40 to 60 year old female? And we had one of those, uh, what are the, those, uh, instructional painting classes or whatever. And we had, I think we had 80 people show up or something like that. And it was incredible that not trying to sell anything, just having people in your store and doing all that. And it was a pretty expensive event. We ended up getting multiple new customers out of that um, because they had never seen our store before. We were really nice when we were there. You know, I mean, it's it's incredible that you don't even have to sell your products. That's where I think a lot of people uh, get left behind is they're like... Yeah, if you'll come here, we'll do uh, some product demonstrations or, you know, they they either get too far from their business that they, you know, like you said, give 5% of something that has nothing to do with their business or they are too in your face with their business. That's the, it's a hard balance. We have this new wormer supplement. We'd like to show you all the details and a spride, <laughs> sh- uh, shoot me. The, you know, yeah. I'll, I'll build on this that the, this is the same thing in social media. If you're if you're using social media, and you all should be. Is too many sure. still say twenty percent off this weekend only? We just got this new widget. You all need this widget. It's like no, it's it's April twelfth. So uh, what do you do with a horse April twelfth? What what are five things to get your horse ready for a spring trail run? What are three things to inspect on the trail before you go? What's trailer safety? Uh, what's some trailer safety? And that's where you spend your time because you're making this tribe to feel like you're the resource. But, you know, I've got 18,000 followers on uh, Facebook and I got like 400,000 on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm kind of somebody. But the <laughs> point of it is you're, the gold of all of it is they talk to each other through you. Mm. That's yeah. the key. And you're the, hosting the party. And the same thing with your event. I bet they made connections and laughs and and it spills over that you were the one that brought them together. And so the more we think about that, then it it really opens up so many more things than, you know, we'll take out a coupon in the local paper and see who brings it in. It's like, yeah, those days are gone and and I don't know how effective they were to begin with. But the danger for you now is, well, that worked really well. We should do another painting class for women. It's like, no, we did that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And, yeah. and, you know, yeah, the other thing I would struggle. say is, Steve, just ask them. Say, we're looking at oh. what would be a cool event that you think would be fun and that you might know because we know that you know better what makes it fun for you. And then we just want to facilitate it. And they'll sure. give you all the best answers in the world. Sure. That's great advice. Um, I've wanted to ask you this for a long time because I, I, I feel like I know what you would say, but being a hardcore retail guy 
I think that you probably get a lot of people that think that you are maybe against e-commerce or you you're fighting against, you know, uh, you're, you're just trying to keep the, the, uh, horse and buggy around when the car was invented or something like that, or, you know, you're, you're just fighting against what's inevitable. But do you think that e-commerce and, you know, websites, and you've already mentioned social media and the importance of it, yeah. but do you think that all this technology has a place in retail? Absolutely. And if so, what, what is I'm not it? the dinosaur marching off into the desert, my friend, although it does, <laughs> it sometimes feels that way because there's nobody like me out there. You know, everyone is out there saying it's all e-com and the dirty secret of e-com is 55% of e-com is on Amazon. Eight is on Walmart. So add that up, wow. kids. You're wow. competing for what? 30 some percent spread Thanks. across a world. And you think you having this one thing is going to be a difference. No, but the reason you have a site is, as you discover in the pandemic, is your own your own customers are like, you know, I just want to make it easy. I just want to get you know something from you, and I don't want to buy it from the other guy. That's why you have it. That's why it it's there. But to think that you are going to be able to do that, or or the the joke of direct to consumer, is everyone suddenly realized, holy crap, it costs more. You know, Casper mattresses. A few years ago, it was revealed they actually. Uh, lose $400 per mattress they sell because the cost of acquisition is so high. So my thing is the idea that e-com is everything is just not right. Target said 82% of their business originates in a store, 18 online. Well, great. You know, we used to have catalogs, JCPenney, Sears, they had catalogs. That was probably in that same thing. My point is, yes, you have to be able to sell online, social, wherever somebody wants it. I just think it's easy to get distracted and say, um, you know, we need this, we need that. If you're going to do an online site, then get Shopify Plus and get a third-party search so that the search results come up quickly on your own site. But nobody's going to tell you that except me because most people just sure. want to sell you, like, get on Shopify, get on big commerce. It's not that easy. And let's face it, a lot of smaller business people – uh, step over dollars to save pennies. And, you know, I don't need to know how to code a website. I don't need, to, I mean, I've learned how to make a website eons ago. I don't need, I can hire people to do this. And you, if you're listening to me and you're saying, oh, you know, we can't, we can't get good help. What are you paying them? Because mm -hmm. if I can go work at Starbucks at 17 an hour, or I can go and do DoorDash for 25 bucks an hour, and you're giving them the princely sum of 10 Raise that and see what happens because yeah. you can't do the work of two people. Yeah. Right. Do, do you think that, you know, this uh, click and collect or buy online, pick up in store, whatever you want to call it, do you think that that's a danger with what you're talking about of um, people go into stores to shop and things like that? I've, I've felt this inter, um, this moral battle, I guess you could say, of, I know that Moral our battle. advantage has got me intrigued. What is this? This is well, just this idea that I know that your retail store is important and um, you have the opportunity to sell more things when they're inside. But I don't want it to be like the gas stations that refuse to pay at the pump because they want to. They want people to come inside to buy the candy bars and stuff like that. But then they ended up getting left in the dust because they never did pay at the pump, so no one came to their store. You know. 
how do you feel about um, we've been kicking around the idea of drive throughs or buy online pickup and store, like putting more importance on that, things like that versus just having a better retail experience that encourages people to come in. Dude, you should have a uh, alert on Google to follow tractor supply. They are the leader in your category. I would do yep. whatever they are doing because they figured it out really quick. I don't think you, you know, the thing is, I believe in being a settler, not a pioneer. You know, the people, the pioneers, the got, people that went out there and got <laughs> shot, they're the ones that died. I want to be a settler. I want someone who went through, <laughs> we tried that. We <laughs> lost our shirt. Oh, good. Bye. I'm not, I'm not trying to fight an Indian. <laughs> I, I just want to go through and know, oh, so this is a good place to park. So, you know, click and collect. I, I think if I was you, I'd absolutely have a drive through service. I think uh, Tractor Supply uh, was so brilliant. They turned their whole uh whatever it was that was fenced off into a drive through really quickly like within 2 weeks all their stores and they're growing by leaps and bounds what you have to think about is if i'm my customer um and this is true for pet if pet store owners are listening as well you know it's like well we don't want to do online well why do i use chewy because it's convenient i don't want to lug a 40 pound bag of dog food home and up a flight of stairs. So make it easy for me that you'll do the same thing. I buy all my bird food yeah. from uh, Wild Birds, et cetera. They're down in uh, New Jersey. And the guy ships it all to me. And great. I'd rather buy it from you than someone else. You made it easy. But it just, if you think about it, uh, but also just to go back to click and collect, I think we are seeing that is um, most people, it's very expensive. The more times you touch something, the less money you make on it. So it's, I think it should be an option for you, but especially for you, um, it would be great. But to your point, I have made a big point that you do too much click and collect and invariably the customer gets used to it and not coming into your store. And then at some point they're like, well, if I'm doing all this, I'm driving there anyway. Um, why isn't it working? And then it better be seamless because um, I can't tell you how many times I would go to a Lowe's or a Home Depot for something and they couldn't find the order and it was 45 minutes. Like, I should have yeah. just bought the damn thing here. Yeah, there's no line anyways. Yeah, yeah. I've I've done the exact same thing. It actually happened to me like three days ago. So um, in preparation for my final question, Bob, I, I, I do want to thank you one more time for um, all the, the blog. You have countless number of blogs. Um and uh, your email list and things like that. A lot of articles on LinkedIn and things um, and all the advice that you've given um, to me, especially over the years. Um, I want to thank you for that. I'm a passionate uh, about brick and mortar, man. I think that brick and mortar can change the way society works by the people working in shopping and retail. That's a big, my bigger mission. It's not a matter of it's it's that we can learn kindness and we can learn humility and we can learn that we're equals and retailers the employees are not serfs and they're not something down here but also we can raise anybody a customer walks in who's hopeful just remember that if they weren't hopeful at 10 in the morning they'd be in a bar at 10 a.m they're walking in with hope if you remember that and you just think wow uh, i'm gonna meet somebody great today then you never have a bad day but we aren't training that we aren't we aren't passionately mm -hmm. embodying that when we go to into a store and we just let somebody, you know, who's having a bad day, can I get you some water? Yeah. We don't notice that's even a human being. So it's up to us to lead that and be that passionate about it. You know, I'm not here to make anybody upset, but I am here to say, you can be better. Let's do it. Let's go. Yeah. With, with my, the aim of my podcast is to help family owned retail businesses and 
I no pressure, but there's no one that has as much, uh, I would think diversity and, um, experience over 25 years of retail, uh, different, seeing different businesses, helping different businesses, things like that. So there's no pressure here, but I like to ask if you had to boil all the knowledge that you have down to one piece of advice to maybe some retailer that has plateaued in their business and they're, they're looking to what can I do to raise sales? And they're, they're searching for different things and all of that. What piece of advice would you give to that person? Okay. This is a total shameless plug, but you should go to salesrx.com and get my damn training because <laughs> my guess, my guess is you are uh, doing what's comfortable or you're doing what comes natural. And what you're probably only doing is half of a sales process. The part where we build rapport mm. and we make someone feel like they're more important than the merchandise is missing. So you're pretty much just, can I help you find something? Oh, okay. I'll be over here if you need anything. It's that passive, uh, you're in the back seat of the car. So get in the front seat and go out and mystery shop some of your competitors. And it doesn't have to be a competitor that you think of. It could be Apple, could be Starbucks, could be Best Buy. Mm. It doesn't matter. And just say, I'm looking for, give yourself a, 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 a widget to look for and see what happens. And then go back to your own store and see what happens. And usually that starts getting you like, well, gosh, you know, we're not that bad. And some people like pass on the back. Well, we're better than that. It's like, that's not why you're going there. You're looking at, well, what did they do? Like click and collect, for example. If you see that there's another tag on it, if you see there's something there, it's like, well, what is that? And you'd, you'd look at that and go like, oh, that must be a way to make sure that they don't have a problem with it. Or you hear what someone says, and you're like, wonder why they do that. And you start asking these questions, then it's there. But the you brought me to the most important question I ask all of, uh, whenever we start a new batch of people in SalesRx, and I always start with the number one question. Why are you doing this? I wanna make more sales. Bravo you, why do you wanna make more sales? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, I want to live a better life. Great. And why do you want to do that? And I make them go through this exercise. It might take 10 or 15 mm. minutes. And one woman, we finally got to the end and she said, cause I'm not going to lose my store. Like my parents lost theirs. I was like, okay, we hit it. We're in the vein. So, you know, that if you don't go do the right thing, you're going to end up like them. Is that right? She goes, yes. So for her, it was seeing what's, what bad could happen. I had another guy and he said, you know, up until this last week, I would have said, uh, I don't know. And he goes, but you know what? I just had a, a baby boy. And he goes, suddenly it's all about him. And I've got to lift myself to do better because of him. I was like, okay. So then remember that when you have to go fire someone. Mm. It's his future. You are compromising. He's like, holy shit. I go, I know. Because we don't, when we don't have a why underneath us, right? It's like, oh, I didn't have time to train. I guarantee you, you have a, you have, you have a, uh, you have a, uh, a clear idea of why you're going to go through and make room for training. When you say, I've got to grow my sales by 20% in the next six months. And you say, what's it going to take? And you look at all the options. Well, I could buy a, a marketing campaign for 20 grand. We could pay influencers. We could get a new website. Yeah. There's a million things Yeah, I, but I only have $12,000 and what's really going to juice sales the most better employees. And what do I need to do? Train them. I hate training. Well, we probably have to start on removing those words from our mouth, <laughs> right? That'd be like Derek Jeter. I hate batting practice. Okay. Right. So 
understand the words we tell ourselves of what's possible. And that's my other, you know, this is like 10 points in my whole thing, but listen to the chatter. In <laughs> because a lot of times the chatter is, I can't, um, it won't. And, and then that's going to invariably come out in this defeated place. What if we could, and that's my final thing, just ask yourself, what if we could, you do those mystery shops, you got an ultimate why, what if we could raise 20%? What would that look like? What could I do for my employees? Start there. Not like I could get a new Porsche. I could sell the business. What could you do for your employees? What would that feel like? What would it feel like to be that leader? And then when you start asking those questions, what, what if, then the house show up, don't start with the house, start with the what ifs. That'll lead you to your North Star, and that's what's going to pull you forward on those days when, let's face it, doesn't always go great. And you have some major return, or there's a problem, or somebody screwed up, or you forgot a deadline, or any number of things. You got to have that North Star to go, that's where we're going. Come hell or high water, that's where we're going. And you hear any successful business person, that's the story they'll always know. If that's not a uh, rallying cry for Get your butt in gear. I don't know what is. <laughs> Bob Fibs, the retail doctor. I'll have the link to the uh, sales RX sales training uh, that he has. I'll have that in the show notes to link to his website, his LinkedIn, all kinds of things. You can find him pretty much anywhere if you uh, search search uh, anything about retail. He uh, finds a way to rear his uh, rear his head up. So, uh, Bob, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate you. Thanks, Steve. I appreciate it, man. 